Brittany Ross, and I play the fiddle. I'm Catherine Flincham, and I play the pipe. And together, we are Fiddle and Pipe. Two classical musicians who are reading and discussing topics beyond the staff. So grab a book, take a seat, and tune in. All right, I'm recording again. I'm recording also again. We will not have recording troubles today. Because... We are in person. <gasps> I can touch you. I can touch you too. Yes. Your hands are cold. I know, right? I don't know. Maybe I'm just a cold person. Are you okay? <laughs> Maybe I'm like partially dead. I don't know. I was like, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm a vampire. Okay, Edward, calm down. Oh, man. Wow, I can't believe you're in my house actually talking to me. I know, right? Even though we've been talking for like an hour. An hour. Maybe more than that, because we had Mexican food before this, too. So good. <laughs> Actually, that yeah, that Mexican food was really good. And yeah, it's nice to be in person because we are talking about today our one-year anniversary. Dang, I can't believe we've been a podcast for a year. Mm-hmm. We launched our trailer last April, right? Yep. I think it was um, April 11th. Let me check. So we released the trailer on April 19th, and then we put up our first episode on the 3rd, and this episode is going to air what day? April. Oh, 13th? So yeah, it's almost basically one year. <laughs> it's insane. It is insane. It's been a very long year. Yeah, a lot has happened. Um, a lot of recording mishaps. <laughs> a lot of uh, technology, learning how... To podcast. Learning how to podcast, learning... I didn't know anything about editing or audio engineering when we Mm-mm. started this. I wouldn't call myself a master at this point, but... It's been a lot of work. Yeah. Trying to figure out, like, what books to read, how to, like, schedule it. How to market a podcast. My gosh. It's a lot of mm-hmm. work. It's insane. Yeah. It's been a year, you guys. And if anybody's been listening since day one or just in the middle of our wonderful journey Mm -hmm. podcasting and reading and talking Mm -hmm. thank you for listening and honestly cheers to y'all yeah y'all are the reason we do this podcast exactly partially partially and we cheers to that let's cheers to that i'm not drinking alcohol but (laughs) woo. Mm. we should have glasses so that would have made a better sound instead of clunk (laughs) maybe maybe for fiddle and pipe happy hour what have we done with the last year well i know that the first book that we started off with was really nice and stale (laughs) so stale and i think it's like our number one episode i know i mean we read the inner game of music or our first book to start off with this podcast and i don't know like i'm kind of glad that we read it because it was a book that i kept hearing about in music school and it was something that I think I was just curious in reading Mm -hmm. and being like, well, maybe this will like help me out in some ways with my approach to playing or practicing. And there were some good points, but I think it was just very like. It was so dry. Yeah. And let's be honest, we didn't do a good job with dividing up the book. It was like a 200 page book and we spent how many episodes on it? Nine? Oh my God. Ten? It was so much. (laughs) Like, I feel like we could have done it in four episodes yeah, maybe we could have done that in four episodes i mean now we know mm-hmm. now we know i think if we did a redo of the inner game of music i think we would have done it differently so much sure different. yeah i think it was also a really risky book to start out the podcast on considering it, really it was, was so dry and then it was like like a niche a niche kind of book, book. yeah whereas like the other books that we read are a little bit more like you don't have to be a musician to like read this. Yeah. Like, you can 
read it in your own pleasure mm-hmm. kind of deal, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we definitely learned for sure and definitely not dividing up episodes to where it's like, okay, we're going to spend like three months on this book. Yeah. <laughs> Those were the days where I was so anal retentive about editing too that I would literally sit there and oh expand God. GarageBand, like the wavelength to just take out the likes. And I know I listened back to those episodes recently and I was like, man, this editing is like choppy AF. Oh my gosh. I know. I remember being so meticulous. I would silence everything. If you weren't like talking, I would silence your audio. And mm-hmm. then if I wasn't talking, I would silence <laughs> my audio. It took so Long. And you would hear so much like background noise going in and coming out yes. too. Yes, and it's like, oh, why? But I mean, hey, you have to start from somewhere. I think you know? we're both better speakers too, because even mm-hmm. editing. Ooh, I feel like I. I don't feel like I'm the same. I don't know if you've noticed, but the last few, last few stuff, the last few episodes, I've been more minimally taking out the likes and the. Well, that's good. The extra stuff. Basically, unless it's super obvious and I can really splice it out because it's not like attached Mm -hmm. to anything else. Yeah. It sounds a lot more natural. I just think we're better speakers. We don't, whenever we don't have anything to say, instead of being like, um, or, uh, we just choose not to say anything. Yeah. Which is so much better. So much better. (laughs) Well, like, I always feel like, but I'm saying like, (laughs) (laughs) I know. Like, oh my God. Like, Like, here's how I feel. Like. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I think like at the beginning, I was like, oh, we always need to constantly talk. Mm -hmm. But we don't really have to do that. Like if we don't have anything to say, you can just move on to the next topic. You don't have to stay at one topic for like freaking ever. Mm -hmm. But I do feel like I'm better at speaking because public speaking is not my forte. No pun intended. Oh, mm. look at that. We're musicians. Why, why is that like a phrase? Not my forte. Or, I don't know. Forte? Because every time like I think of forte, I think it means loud. Loud. <laughs> loud. I think next time I'm just going to say it isn't my forte. <laughs> <laughs> my voice cracked. Did you hear that? Yes. I'm pubing out, man. <laughs> I mean, we're 13 years old and thriving. <laughs> Wait, 13 or 30 going on 13. It's like the opposite of that movie. Do you Thir- know that? 30 going on 13? Yeah. Oh, I mean, God, I'm that'd going be 30 awful. and I'll be going to 13. <laughs> I guess a year ago we weren't going on 30. Nope. That's weird. Oh. <laughs> oh, anyway, let's let's change the subject. But I'm really happy we did the inner game of music. It was a rough book to start out on because mm-hmm. it had a very narrow audience. It was very dry. It was maybe not the most captivating. I feel like if we do another kind of book like that, like the inner game of tennis might be a better approach. Mm -hmm. And we could like, because we bought that book. Maybe we should read it as like a revisited. A revisited (laughs) book. Maybe, maybe not this year, but next year. No, let's let's have some space from that. (laughs) Yeah, We'll, 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 we'll return to that book again, but maybe not the inner game of music. Even though, yeah, it was helpful. I think... I definitely should have read that book maybe when I was in school, though. Yeah. I, I should have taken initiative and been like, you can put an extra, like, 10 bucks on this book. Okay, Catherine, from, like, 2012. <laughs> I think it was a really good book. It had a lot of information in it, and it was mm-hmm. very useful. I think we did a good job at the time tying it into areas that weren't music, mm-hmm. making it approachable in other areas. I mean, I definitely agree. There are some things that I do within my teaching and within when I practice 
that I remember from that book. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, like I remember this, even though this book was like a little, a little dry. A little dry. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was also written in like the 80s. So it's. That's like the oldest book that we've read so far, too. Yeah. I mean, it's like arguably out of date at this point. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe that's something else we probably should have considered. Because mm-hmm. it's not 1980 anymore. No, it's, I mean, that was like 60. No. 40 years 40 ago. years ago. I can't do that. Isn't that insane? Yeah. Damn. The book was just really, really old. I think if we had done it in a shorter time span, it probably would have been better. Yeah, um, I agree. And I probably drove this knowing how note-takey I am and how I'm oh, usually we the one who so, like who drives our episodes usually. How we were very like point, 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 point. Point, we were very point, detailed point, with it. Point, yes. Yeah. I mean, should we actually rate this book? Because we've been rating the last two books that we've That's been true. doing. So if you had to rate this book, what would you rate it? Mm, I think I'd give it a six and a half out of ten. Okay. It's amazing that I can actually remember anything from it because it's been a year. And so much has happened. So much has happened this year. Ugh. But I think it was a good book. I do remember I got a lot out of it. I do remember it being very dry, though. Mm-hmm. I, I do think that there are some stuff in it that was dated. <laughs> Wasn't that the book that we were reading where he was, like, talking about a personal computer? I know that the, like, VCR kept getting, like, brought up. Yeah, and, and I was like, what age tapes? are we in? <laughs> <laughs> and I would always put, like, RIP cassettes. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. So, yeah, like, was he talking about, like, us having a personal computer? I don't or, remember. Like, I don't think anybody really had a personal computer as much back then in 1980 because no. it's 1980. No, I don't think so either. If I had to rate this book, I would probably give it like a 7 out of 10. I thought it was useful, but um, yeah, it didn't age well. No. It didn't. But there were some things that I like. I remember from teaching, for instance, um, how he was like saying... Like the skills of observation, mm-hmm. I, I remember and I still use and... Like, how do things, like, sit in your body? I think a lot about that. Yeah. It's helpful. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just, like, helped me concentrate a little bit more when I'm playing or when I'm teaching. I always, like, tell my students now, like, be aware of when you're playing this instead of try this. Right. Kind of thing. And I always ask them questions, like, what are they doing? Like, yeah. what do they notice when they're playing? And, I remember yeah. that's something I did in my teaching before we read the book, but reading the book really enforced mm-hmm. that f- to have me do it more yeah to kind of make the student more aware of what they're doing instead of you know just telling them how to do the thing yeah exactly and I think that's just kind of opened my eyes a little bit mm-hmm. and helped me a little bit with my students at least but yeah. yeah hey at least we tried that book at least we read it <laughs> yes oh and the other thing that we did with the inner game of music is you insisted i want to throw you under the bus for this oh, no, one what did i do you insist on having a recap chapter oh or yeah. a recap episode after, i remember that. after we did 10 episodes we did Jeez, 10 episodes of the I book apologize. and then you insisted on having a recap which is our 11th episode god that's i'm so sorry <laughs> ladies and gentlemen just in case you didn't get enough for the first 10 episodes of our podcast I am so sorry to everybody that is listening right now and has been listening because I don't know what the hell we were doing. Yeah, I think we were just learning as we went. Yeah, that's basically what you have to do when you start new things and you try new things. Like, yeah. Now we have recap episodes when we end the actual <laughs> book. We're like, and this was the book and hope you liked it. On to the next thing. Exactly. Uh, um, what... <laughs>
you like how it fizzled out at the end there. Exactly. <laughs> Just like, be my friend. We give me attention. I know. I yeah, know. I think we were just kind of figuring out our stuff, and that's fine because I remember last was it March? I think it was March of 2021. You text me and you're like, "Do you want to do a podcast?" Oh yeah. And at that point, I knew that podcast were a thing, but I didn't listen to any podcasts. I think did I ask you you want to do a podcast? And they're like, "What's a podcast or something like that?" Or I don't remember, but I wouldn't be surprised. But, like, I knew what podcasts were, but I just didn't listen to them. I didn't really know what podcasts were until I started listening to them. And I think I started listening to podcasts maybe, like, 2019? It just seemed like customized radio to me. And I was like, why would you want to listen to other people talk about things? Yeah, right? Can you stop? You're embarrassing me. (laughs) With, like... Valkyrie's wines. I know. That's how you know it's in person is if you hear Valkyrie. Exactly. This is the professional content we have after a year. You know what? It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) We're being personable. (laughs) But I thought a podcast would be really fun to do because we were like FaceTiming and stuff during like COVID. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, I want to do something different where like I can read because I was noticing that I was on my phone too much and it was just like getting to the point where I was like okay I need to start doing something different and I think we have been talking about books because I used to be a bookworm as a kid and then Mm -hmm. COVID kind of got me into reading more because I was reading books with David and I was reading more on my own Mm -hmm. Um, so I think you and I were talking about books more yeah and I was just like I want to do something fun like I want to do something fun with my friends Mm -hmm. see them regularly Because I see you, like, on a weekly basis, but on Zoom. (laughs) I mean, it gave us an excuse. I think I originally kind of started, it was just, like, it gave us an excuse to hang out. Yeah. Which was really nice, because I feel like before this podcast, honestly, we talked, you and I always talked pretty frequently. Mm -hmm. You know, once you went to Colorado, and then I went to Milwaukee, and then when I moved back here, I feel like we would talk at least once a month. Yeah. Or so, Mm -hmm. if not more. And I think it's just just because, like... I mean, we're good friends. We're good friends. And it's easy, though, to get caught up in, like, other things. Mm-hmm. Like, get caught up in work. Friendships as an adult is so hard. It's so hard. It's so hard. Like, I... Every time, like, I forget to text Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> I love her so much. But, like, there are times where, like, I'll see a text. And it's the same with you, too. Because mm. sometimes I'll, like, see people's texts... And then something happens. And you, like, mentally respond? (laughs) Yeah. And then then you're like, I responded. And I just forget about it for, like, days. And then I'll, like, see that you maybe text. And I'm like, oh, fuck. You texted me, like, a few (laughs) days ago. Or this is the same with Amanda. And then I'm like, why do I always do this? (laughs) But what I really like about doing this podcast is that I get to interact with you. And I get to interact with other friends, too, that I haven't seen in so long. Like, I wish... Obviously, you can travel more back here to do things in person, but it's just kind of nice, like, being able to connect with people via Zoom mm-hmm. and talk about things other than, like, work, you know? I feel like I always talk about work. Right. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> I feel like it's nice, too, because it gave us both another outlet at a time where I think we both needed another outlet. Yeah, because I don't think I really expected myself to be doing podcasting as part of my career. Yeah, neither did I. And like I said, before this, I hardly really knew what they were. <laughs> yeah, we were just like teaching, mm-hmm. performing, which we still do. Oh, yeah. But I think this is a really great outlet outside of those two things because 
that's all I really identified myself as was like I'm a teacher and I'm a performer and that's it. I'm a violinist and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. But now we can call ourselves podcasters. Look at that. Look at that. And we've made it into a little business. It's really. cute. Yeah. And you know, after our first year, hasn't been bad. It'll no. only get better. Hasn't been bad. So after the recap episode that you insisted that we had just gonna keep rubbing your face in that (laughs) we did a covid episode and then we started the subtle art of not giving a fuck which was i feel like a total 180 from oh my goodness inner game of music well i remember i've had that book for a while and i really wanted to read it and i tried reading it and (laughs) that's a thing i'm noticing you said the same thing about the hobbit too yeah i tried reading it And I never finished it. Did you open it and you're like, fuck, I'm illiterate. Basically. Well, no, I think I I read The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, but I think when I started reading it, I think I read it after I read Harry Potter. (laughs) The Subtle Art? Okay, so I'm noticing a trend. Anything you've read after Harry Potter, because you said the same exact thing about The Hobbit. (laughs) Just if you've read Harry Potter, stop reading. Yeah, stop reading and then just read something else. <laughs> or take like a break and then read something else. Is Harry Potter like the pinnacle of books for you? I think it has been because that was a series that like we grew up with. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, it's a coming of age story. Yeah. And I don't know. I was also listening to Potterless at the same time. So So you were like completely immersed. Yeah, I was completely immersed. And I was like watching the movies and I was like, I love this book. I love this series. Living, breathing Harry Potter. Yeah. Like rereading it and finding out like all the clues to things like in the future. I'm like, ooh, I already know this, but this makes so much more sense. It's like how the fifth book is a lot more interesting as an adult because it's all political and shit. Gosh. As a kid, I hated that book. I was like, this is so boring. Oh yeah. I hated that book too. With that sixth book that they did, that was the best one, I think. But I think I liked it better because they talked about Lord Voldemort. But anyway, this is not about Harry Potter. This is about Subtle Art. Give me a fuck. (laughs) So I liked it, though. I'm glad that Mark Manson has no filter. I think I want to, because I can't retain media well, I would like to reread it before we do um, Everything is Fucked. Yeah, I think that would be a good thing to do. A little refresher. Yeah. I do remember I really enjoyed this book. Oh, we should probably mention, we're going to be reading his next book soon. Mm -hmm. I Um, think later this year. Yeah, later this year, I think it's um, Everything is Fucked, Mm -hmm. a book about hope. So if you guys are interested in reading this book, just stay tuned for, I want to say like... It's going to be November, December. Yeah, so we'll be reading that soon. So if you guys are interested stay tuned get the book if you'd like to get the book but yeah we'll be reading that really soon mm-hmm. so are not giving a fuck oddly enough i don't really remember too many specifics from the subtle art of not giving a fuck ah, i remember things like people i remember making sure that you know that you're not special mm-hmm. that yeah. you're not unique yeah like everybody else is in the same freaking Facing boat. Facing the same shit you are. Exactly. Because I always thought when I was younger, I thought, I always felt that I had a bigger purpose in life, but. I mean, I think everyone does, and it's hard when that's your only perspective, so mm-hmm. it is to you. It is, yeah. Yeah. But I think it's just kind of, like, given me a little bit more of a reality check, I think, mm-hmm. from, like, the ideals I had when I was younger. I thought it was just a really honest book about things that, you know, 
shit happens. You just have to deal with it. Exactly. We read that starting in July and going to... Oh, yeah. It was like the summer. Oh, we spent two months on the inner game of music? Jeez. We had 11 episodes on it. Oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) It would have been 10 if you didn't insist on a recap. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm going to give you shit for that forever. Yeah, we started it at the end of July... And we ended it at the end of August. One thing in this book that I really enjoyed a lot at the time, and I think back on it, is the people around you, their values and their perceptions and their personalities and whatever rub off on you. And you always have a choice. You always have a choice in everything you do. True. I liked how much of this book really put... The importance of saying no. Yeah, I think one thing oh, that I yeah. one thing that I really liked about that book also was after COVID where I felt like a lot of my personal life was out of my control. I feel like that book put a lot of control back in my court. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like even if you're faced with like shitty situation A and shitty situation B, you still have a choice. Yeah. And you have a choice in everything you make. Like in COVID, I've said many times I lost a lot of my income, but I had a choice, you know, was the choice to work a shitty job at Total Wine or sit at home depressed, you know? Right. Yeah. So it's like you always have a choice in the stuff that you do. And I remember that really resonating with me. Well, I'm looking down here, it's like chapter eight, the importance of saying no and like boundaries and whatnot. I think that really kind of opened my eyes of creating that. Mm-hmm. because I don't think I really had the willpower to say no, not take in things that were not going to be beneficial for me. You right. Know what I mean? Because, like, that's when I started making big steps within my own career because I was playing with a group and I wasn't getting paid. And I think after reading this, because it was around that time, now it's coming back to me a little bit, mm-hmm. um, I just remember – Like, after reading it, I was like, okay, I feel like in my career, I'm just overwhelmed because I'm taking in a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the things that I'm taking are not quite benefiting me financially or creatively. And I was getting really stuck and I was feeling really stuck, too. And I think this book kind of helped me a little bit kind of stick up for myself Mm -hmm. and say, like, I can't, I need to be paid. Yeah. And I mean, even though... I had a lot of discussions about it and whatnot. I think it really kind of helped me stand my ground and say no still, even when they were like, we can't pay you. Yeah. So that way you want to just be like, oh, well, okay. And still play for them anyway. Yeah. I would have done that. Mm -hmm. And I think by that time it was just kind of like, nope, like I need to focus on other things. And that was when we were doing more stuff with the podcast too. And I was like, I'd rather do stuff like this. When we read this book, I think that I just got back from Savannah with David. Mm -hmm. It was being released during the beginning of the school year. And this past school year has been kind of a weird, normal-ish situation. Where it's like kind of normal. And it feels like it's more quote-unquote normal day by day. Um, the beginning of the year was not normal. Well, the beginning of the year was crazy because a lot of in-person stuff was happening for the first time in like two years. So recruitment was insane. Oh, yeah. And it was insanely good because, wow, I was making a ton of money. But I remember I also started 
doing a DoorDash and Uber Eats Mm -hmm. around that time too. So it was really starting to be, what can I control? How can I, you know, affect my life? What can I do to help myself? And this book, I think, really helped me with that mindset. Mm -hmm. And really giving everything my all. Like, not really half-assing things. If I want things, I got to go for it. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean... I think now you're like in a way better place too because mm-hmm. it's like we found that balance because you don't work for DoorDash anymore Mm-mm. and I've taken in a lot less things like I don't play with that orchestra anymore. You quit one of your jobs. I did. Well, kind of. I'm not working there as often anymore. I worked there like maybe last week just for extra money and to help out. Yeah. But um, I'm not, yeah, I'm not working there regularly mm-hmm. anymore, which is honestly okay on my plate. And I think, like, just kind of stepping up and saying something about it really helped. I feel like I've always been thinking about what others think and what, like, how can I help others out and make their lives easier, but... Which is not a bad perspective, but it's not how you should live your life all the time. Exactly, because I feel like I was putting others before myself. Always. And I was stressing myself more out because I was like, well, if I don't, do this, then so-and-so is going to think that... Like, are going to have a worse day or whatever. Exactly. And I started learning, like, how to take care of myself. And I think it wasn't really until, like, towards the end of 2021 into 2022 that I started doing that. But, I mean, it took a little bit more time for me to realize that. But, I don't know. I feel like I really re- need to reread this book as a refresher. Yeah. I do want to reread it, too, because we've been kind of skimming over the table of contents and we're both like oh yeah this was interesting oh yeah this is so much happened last year that i'm just like what (laughs) the main takeaway of this book was not to give less fucks but to figure out what to give fucks about yeah taking control of your life taking control of your life yeah and investing in whatever you want to invest in and doing that fully this was a great book i remember it was really popular a few years ago and I think I bought it for Serena way back in the day because she wanted to read it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I should read this. And I never got around to reading it. And then when David got his new job, his boss bought this book for him. And I was like, we should probably read this. Yeah, no. I think that's amazing. It's a great book. So if we were to rate this book, what would you rate it? What would you give it? Give it like a, again, I need to reread it, but Mm -hmm. I'd give it like an eight out of 10. Just because I like the book, but I also, I just think I need to reread it again and refresh myself with it. Yeah. So, so much has happened, I think, because when we read this, like, in July and August, that was when schools were starting. I was doing an audition, and when school started teaching, recruiting, life got way out of hand. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 right now. Yeah, we should revisit that rating. I would also give it an 8 out of 10. I think it was a really enjoyable book. I do remember really liking it when I read it or when we read it. I do remember liking the direction that the podcast shifted in once we did do it. Mm -hmm. Because also looking back, that's when we... Oh, no. We had guests on for the Inagamer Music. We had Matt on a couple of times. Mm -hmm. But in the subtle art of not giving a fuck, we had Matt and Rainer Mm -hmm. on. So, which was another first for us, was having a guest who wasn't Matt. (laughs) Because Matt was also starting his podcast at the time. And I think, like, our first 
episode recording with Rainer was the first time that he had ever done podcasting anything. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Rainer, for coming on our podcast. Thank you. And we love you, Matt. We love both of you. <laughs> yeah, I do want to reread that before we do everything is fucked. Maybe that's be a Patreon thing. It should be a Patreon should thing. Patreon Revisited. Thing. Yeah, revisit it. Yeah. You know? After the subtle art, we had a look back at our first year in music school. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys want to listen to that episode just go click it <laughs> we watched the movie immortal beloved which i thought was actually really interesting and we had wendy on yeah that episode i remember hearing about this movie before and i think i tried watching it but i was like on a pirated website to stream for free but so metal i know <laughs> <laughs> but i never really watched it but i thought it was really interesting that movie and gary oldman man Wendy is a, I guess for lack of a better way to say it, she's like a member of the deaf and hard of hearing community, which offers a totally different perspective as you and I who have normal hearing. There's another movie too, because it made me realize how I take advantage of hearing, you know, my hearing. Like you take it for granted? Yeah, take it for granted. That's the word. I was like, take advantage of hearing. What does that (laughs) even mean? Wow, what am I saying? I haven't had coffee today. Do you want coffee? I haven't had coffee in two days. That's a record. Do you want... I can make you coffee. Do you want coffee? <laughs> you look concerned. I am. <laughs> no, I just like... I kept You and I up, used like... to drink like six cups of coffee a day together. Yeah, I haven't had coffee today, so... Do you want me to make you coffee? You're so anxious to I make am. me coffee. Can I finish this LaCroix first, please? Okay, LaCroix boy, calm down. Gotta like hype up when I... <laughs> okay, so you're taking advantage of your hearing. Oh, <laughs> I feel like I take my hearing for granted, though, but it also has made me think about my hearing when I play piccolo, like, mm. how do I protect myself? And Just don't play it. Well, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I love this damn thing too much. But also, it kind of made me realize, like, people that are part of the deaf and hard hearing communities, they appreciate music. They love music. That is something that I never really thought of in my life at all. Yeah. Because I've never been in that place where I've experienced this myself. Mm -hmm. If you ever get like Apple TV, there's a movie called Coda that's kind of similar. Didn't win an Oscar? I think it did. I didn't watch the Oscars. Neither did I. But it's a really neat movie because it's about a girl that grows up with a family and all three members of her family are deaf, but she's the only person in her family who's not deaf. Hmm. But she has this amazing ability to sing, and she loves singing. Mm-hmm. And it's a movie about her really digging into like doing choir and pursuing music in in college and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And her family, because I guess like her family is very protective because like she there's a whole lot to it that you got to watch. But I mean, it's the most touching film I've ever watched because there's a moment where she's like singing to her parents. Because her parents can't hear it. They can read lips, but they can't hear it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tear up because I'm thinking about this. Her dad like touches her vocal cords over mm-hmm. here, and she starts singing. And mm-hmm. it's... I literally bawled my eyes out. I was like, I can't watch this. This is so... like, Oh my god. I, it was just so touching. You are tearing up. I am tearing up because it was so good. I'm telling you, I'll watch that movie again anytime. But I don't have Apple TV right now. So. Well, I have Apple TV, so we should watch it while you're we here. We should totally watch. Oh my God, it's so good. We should watch it while you're here. We should totally watch it. I mean, we I'd can, love to watch it. We should watch it and have Wendy back on. Yeah, we could easily do that. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. So stay tuned. But Mortable but Loved was really good. I thought, I mean, I thought it was pretty interesting for a movie of its time. <laughs> yeah. I remember I watched it and David was in the bedroom reading and then there was that part of the war where Napoleon, or the part of the movie where Napoleon was invading Vienna and it had all oh these cannons. Gosh. I remember I finished the movie and went to bed and David was like, was there cannons? Yes. Oh, uh, yes, there were a lot of cannons. <laughs> there were cannons, like, hitting that house. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And they were, like, hi- hiding underneath the table. Mm-hmm. They were just like, let's hope a cannon not hit us. <laughs> like, oh, gosh, no. And then we had technology errors, so we unlocked one of our Patreon episodes. <laughs> one of many. One of too many. <laughs> hey, you look kind of peppy. I am peppy because I just drank a cup of coffee from La Belle Rosette Espresso and Wine Bar. That's in Denver, right? Yep. We are located right across the street from the University of Denver. And do they have more than just espresso and wine? Yeah. We have breakfast burritos, paninis, pastries, teas. We have a lot. If someone was walking through Denver and let's say this person was me and let's say I wanted a panini, when is LaBelle open so I can go and get one? We are open from 7 to 5 Monday through Friday, 7 to 2 on Saturdays, 8 to 2 on Sundays. And if you use the code FPPODCAST, you'll get 15% off your order, whether you're in store or online at LaBelleRosette.com. That's a really good deal. Totally a good deal, and it's even a better deal when you get to see moi at the store. Is that a good deal? Uh, not really, but I actually need to head to work right now because I'm gonna be late. Oh, so I'm gonna go. Go to La Belle Rosette. Go. Bye. Right now. Drop <laughs> everything. Go. Uh, and then we launched straight into Twilight because you never read it before. I never read it, which I I'm s- shocked because for. Being in high school at the time and Twilight being crazy, like... Popular. Yeah. I just always thought it was stupid. I'm not going to lie. Like, I was... When I was in high school, I read books like Dracula. I probably read that in middle school. Mm -hmm. And I read, like, Anne Rice's, like, Interview with a Vampire series. I never read that book, but I love the movie. I remember I really liked the book series at the time. I wonder if I would like it as an adult. Looking at it, I actually didn't realize how long we spent on Twilight. We, we spent a lot of time on Twilight. We started it at the end of September and finished in the middle of November. Yeah, so that was another long one, too. Yeah, we maybe could have divided that better. Yeah. But I felt like the episodes were paced pretty well. Yeah, they were. And I think it was really neat, like, rereading it as an adult this time around. And We had a lot more to say about Twilight than I thought we would have. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of adjectives that's... <laughs> I mean, Mayer, Meyer... I still don't know which one it is. No, <laughs> Listen to our Twilight episodes to watch us stumble over that in the past. <laughs> Stephanie loves adjectives. That's like all I have to say. <laughs> she literally just loves adjectives. That was a book that was 500 pages and it could have easily been 200 pages. Yeah. She could have done so much with that she, book. <laughs> she wrote about the most minute details like, oh, it was raining today. And that was literally it. Well, it's okay because we're going to be reading New Moon soon and we'll be more into Jacob Black's life. And he's the only one that matters. Which we're reading <laughs> New Moon uh, in September and October. Yeah, so stay tuned. So that <laughs> that will be fun. I'm so we should watch the movies <laughs> and put them on didn't Patreon. We, didn't we talk about watching the movies on Patreon? They, they took them off Netflix and I think they put them back on. I think they're back on Amazon. I could be wrong. 
But they took them off Netflix. I remember when we were re- reading Twilight, I ended up watching all the movies in one sitting. She could have done so much with that book. I was so mad that she didn't go more into the backstory of Carizel. Carizel? <laughs> <laughs> you know, definitely. I mean, I She could can't... have done so much and she could have set up so much more. Maybe they do dive a little bit more. I don't think they do it so much in the book. But I think they dive a little bit more into that maybe in the future books, like New Moon, Eclipse, and Breaking Dawn. Because I know, for instance, Jasper, you hear a lot more about Jasper's backstory. That's mostly like an Eclipse, I think. Mm -hmm. I want to know more about Izzel's life. Like, he was in the Volturi. I get that the book's supposed to be done from Bella's perspective, but I feel like she could have done so much more as far as world building. Mm -hmm. And I feel like... I don't know, maybe that's what separates a teenage romance book from a fantasy kind of book. Because, it, yeah, it's, I mean, it's kind of fantasy, but not it's really. fantasy only in the sense of having, like, supernatural creatures, and that's, I think if I were to put Twilight in any genre, it would be romance. Yeah, I would too. Let's see what Goodreads says about Twilight. Ooh. <laughs> All right, so Goodreads says that it is fantasy. Hmm, that's the top genre. Young adult, romance, fiction, vampires, paranormal, paranormal romance, supernatural, urban fantasy, and teen. Yeah, I believe the teen part, yes, because... I'd say, like, young adult romance. I wouldn't say it's fantasy, though. Not so much. Supernatural romance. I mean, I feel like that's, like, a niche genreization, but... yeah. It was a fun read to do with friends. Yes. We had a lot of guests on those episodes. If I... Oh my gosh. Isn't that the one we had like five different people on? Yeah. We had Matt. <laughs> we had Matt and Rainer and... Emily. Amanda on. And then for our finale, we had Emily, Matt, and Rainer on, which was fun. Oh my goodness. That, that was, was wild. A, that was a setup. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, we had a lot of people on. I would rate it a three out of ten. Why three? It is not a good book. It's not. <laughs> it is enjoyable, mm-hmm. especially when you're making fun of it. I, I don't think there's much content there. I feel like, again, it is a 500-page book that could have been 200 pages. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Stephanie Meyer, Mayer did a good job at getting the job done. She's going to be <laughs> richer than I will ever be. True. I think a lot of what's in the book is toxic, toxic relationship mm. stuff that I think we talked about this on a lot of our yeah, episodes. We did. That maybe impressionable teens shouldn't be aspiring to. Yeah. But it is not a good book. I would give it a five. Really? I really give it a five because there were some things that I think Stephanie Meyer could have done better with. I think I think she did a really good job though. Like at the, there were parts where she was definitely good at portraying an angsty teenage girl. Mm-hmm. I can which, see that. We were both angsty teenage girls once. Mm-hmm. I definitely didn't see that so much when I watched the movie. I think more about the movie than I do the actual books. So yeah, I really liked how she portrayed like some of Bella's thoughts of like this angsty teenager, and then. All of a sudden, like, because, like, at the beginning, like, Bella's, like, Edward Cullen is, like, not, like... How many likes are you putting in that sentence, I can't think. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I like how she just kept paying attention about Edward Cullen. Like, where is he? Blah, blah, blah. Infatuation. 
Yeah. She did a really good job at representing teenage girl infatuation. Because didn't you, like, ever have a crush on somebody in high school? And if they didn't show up to school, you're like, where is this guy? Crushes were not the same. I Mm -hmm. mean, the crushes that I had in college and even the crush that I still have on my husband, that shit is not the same as the crushes that I had when I was in... In high school? In middle school and high school... That boy was my life. <laughs> Whoever I, I liked was my if life. If he didn't show up to school, you were freaking out. Yeah. And if he was talking to another girl, you were freaking out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the Hormones, man. They're wild. Yeah. There were some really good moments. There was like that one chapter that was like all the action. Yeah. Where it took two thirds of the book to get to the beefy part. Yeah. Like, it was like the last third of the book was like, where, where did this come from? Right. And I, I thought it's like that suddenly was we're in an action movie. Yeah. It was like, finally we have something. Yeah. But yeah, I thought it was just really fun to talk about. I thought it was really neat to go back in time. Really <laughs> reminisce, reminisce 2008. <laughs> reread the book. Cause I remember big plot points, but not the details and Reading again was, it it just made all that sense to me about, like, why, like, some of us made fun of it back in the day and why some of us actually really enjoyed the book back in the day. Mm Because a lot of people that I knew that read the books liked them. I knew a lot of people who liked them. Yeah. And I just didn't understand. And I think, like, I just skimmed through the books at the time because I was just like, this isn't Harry Potter. I remember... (laughs) You haven't changed. I haven't changed. I remember I, with Fifty Shades of Grey and with Twilight, I picked up both books because I was like, oh, these are really popular. I should read them. And with both of them, I read maybe the first chapter, wasn't interested, put it down. We got to read Fifty Shades soon, so coming soon on Patreon. Coming soon on Patreon. Um, Yeah, stay tuned. Patreon.com slash foot on pipe. There you go. Check it. After that, we had our interview with Dr. Heidi K. Begay. Yeah. On the 21st century musician. Yeah. Basically how musician to podcaster, how that happens. And if you guys don't follow Heidi, she has a very successful podcast called Flute 360. Very well known in the flute community. And she knows how to, like, she's been podcasting for a very long time. And she does a really good job in it, too. Mm -hmm. Very nice person, too. Yeah. She's very approachable. I really like her podcast because she brings in so many different people on we're all musicians in the same boat. Like mm-hmm. we're trying to like figure out like what is our niche and what can we do with our career, with our skills and whatnot. And I think she's done a really good job of like showcasing that to her audience. Obviously, like a lot of players listen to it because flute. <laughs> exactly. Um, I play flute. But I really like some of the topics that people come up like that she brings up in her episodes and I just thought it was really nice to have her on and just talk about like, you know, there's so much more in your career other than just performing and teaching. Mm -hmm. I think that was when I was like figuring that out myself. I was like, what we're doing is like a business and what we're doing is something that we can really expand and grow. I think that's when we both kind of buckled down more with our podcast and we were, Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly what you just, I'm trying to mansplain exactly what you just said. (laughs) We, uh, we, we both took it a lot more seriously. Exactly. And and so I think we're both kind of talking to each other and also individually thinking, how can we make this more lucrative, mm-hmm. potentially? I think, like, after we had that episode with her, I started saying, like, 
calling myself more as a podcaster and being more open about it because I feel like when we first started it was like super fun Mm -hmm. and just like a fun thing we're not good enough to be serious podcasters but I mean in the end we've We've done what? How many episodes? Like 40 something? This episode that we're doing now will be our 46th episode. Yeah, like we have almost like 50 episodes and we've we've been working our asses off on this thing and I don't know, now I like consider myself a podcaster yeah. and I'm not like downing myself or anything. I'm not undervaluing myself. I'm like, you know, what you're doing matters and yeah it's fun and I feel like I'm a lot more I guess a lot less self-conscious shamelessly plugging our podcast if it applies in a conversation I'm like hey you know we exactly if I'm talking (laughs) about books or if if we have a episode that we covered a topic that's relevant I'm like hey we actually did this on our podcast you know you should check it out I'll send it to you I've been doing that a lot on social media because I've been seeing a lot of books I'm like yeah we like went we covered this on the podcast and I've been more open about it instead of being like, well, nobody really wants to know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. No one really wants to listen to my podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm just more open about it now. And it, I think that really helped. Yeah. So thank you, Heidi. <laughs> After that, we did our John Williams episode with Matt. Oh, man. John Williams. That was a fun episode. I wish that we did a little bit more research for it instead of just chatting (laughs) about John Williams. I don't think I really knew what we were doing because we just ran that 5k and I was like McDonald's breakfast drunk and (laughs) I was just so I think we were all drinking too. Yeah, we were all drinking. Is it Matt? Matt was drinking like water, water, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but... I mean, there are some things that I didn't realize about John Williams. Like, I didn't know that he was part of like a jazz band and whatnot. That's how he started out. Mm -hmm. So... God. It was fun to do, though. It was fun to do. I think that was more of our deep dive into what other aspects can we do with this podcast? Mm-hmm. I we were starting, like, and... thinking about their ideas. Yeah. Which really helps. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people know John Williams. Everybody recognizes his music. Like, mm-hmm. even if you're not a musician, I'm sure you recognize the tan 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 Oh, trying to do that against Darth Vader's theme is hard. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't realize what you were doing for a second. I was like, really lock in. I was going to try to like sneak in other themes that he had. Or like uh, blending in. The Jurassic Park. What's that one? (laughs) 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 There's that one. Meow, meow, meow. After that, we did our Gigmas episode, which I think we meant to do a recap, like following up on how Gigmas went, and we never did. No, we never did. If you want to see our concerns about the 2021 Gigmas season and maybe some advice on how to survive Gigmas, check that out. Yeah. We also did an obscure classical Christmas music episode. Which got a good amount of listens from mm-hmm. like what we looked at yeah and there were some pieces that i mean the santa claus symphony i never like i remember hearing about the piece and i wanted to learn more about it right and i think we did at least you did research for that episode i don't think i did as much as you <laughs> but <laughs> we were we were slowly dipping our toes into the research realm. Yeah. And I think it really helped us like kind of dive into more about like what kind of music is out there. 
Mm -hmm. Because I feel like the same pieces, like, what? Brahms, Beethoven, and Bach. Yeah, and then, like, for Christmas, it's like, sleigh ride. But the... The Grinch Stole Christmas. The Polar Express. Uh, Jingle Bells. Or what are other pieces? Green Sleeves. A Holy Night. Sleigh Ride. (laughs) (laughs) Sleigh Ride. (laughs) I always see Sleigh Ride. I'm like... Sometimes Nightmare Before Christmas, yeah. But the Nutcracker. You know, as much as, like, the Nutcracker, I loved that when I was a kid, but I feel like it's just so overplayed. And I totally get it. You know, you're giving, like, little kids opportunity to dance. (laughs) Which is cute. (laughs) They're super cute, but... Yeah. Yeah, like, I feel... But it's like, does it have to be at every single? Yeah. There's so much more music out there other than the same five standard pieces. Right. You know? So that's just something that I thought was really interesting to learn. And then we unlocked one of our other Patreon episodes, the Never Have I Ever oh, yeah. Christmas edition. Y'all, if you want to go listen to more fun trivia games and us being just ourselves, mm-hmm. <laughs> then you should definitely check out Patreon um, patreon.com slash fiddle and pipe yeah and literally for only like five dollars a month you'll have access to fiddle and pipe happy hour i'm telling you it's worth it so and if you don't want to spend five dollars a month on us which i can't blame you for for two dollars a month you can access all of our bloopers and outtakes from every episode which oh yeah i assure you there are plenty you can hear a lot of valkyrie in there a lot of bar talk a lot of bar talk too a yeah. lot of likes and ums yeah mispronunciations mm-hmm. whenever we go on more than a minute or two on a certain subject that's just omitted and put there yeah, too. exactly. Because there's some stuff that we just keep talking about and we don't want to put it and on we the can't actual stop. podcast. So. <laughs> Unless you want three-hour episodes. Yeah, we don't, we don't, we want, don't that. want that. After that, we went to Atomic Habits. Which I thought was a really neat book to read. And at first, I didn't want to read it, but... You gave so much... <laughs> because I was suggesting that for a month or two and i was like everybody reads that you you gave so much pushback and i'm like okay well, i regret we can, it <laughs> we can do another book no i regret it i think do you that regret much. that or insisting that we have a recap over inner game of music more uh <laughs> i regret both <laughs> both equally both equally <laughs> i forgot that i insisted doing that recap too i totally forgot. you you heavily insisted <laughs> Wow. You really threw never your weight again. around on that one. <laughs> Hashtag never again. <laughs> I loved Atomic Habits. I thought that was a really good book. And we already rated that too. Mm-hmm. So, but that book really like makes me more aware of what I do on a daily basis mm-hmm. and how I like function. You want to know what I did this morning? What did you do? Brought my coffee into my garage. You lifted some weights. You lifted some weights. And then I texted you. <laughs> and you're like i'm finishing my workout and i was thinking i was like i wonder if she has coffee i had coffee i don't know it took things that we i feel like we should know and it just put them in a book and i was like oh this makes sense (laughs) (laughs) why haven't i never done this before oh wait i'm actively not doing this all the time wow it's yeah that was a nice mind fuck thanks james clear yeah how to build good habits and how to make yourself the person that you want to be exactly. and how to actually follow through on it, which is something certain self-help books won't do. They'll be like, here's the thing that you need to do. And then you don't really get instructions on how to do it. Exactly. This was like very step-by-step, step, like how like couch to marathon. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like was couch to marathon. the progression of the book. <laughs> Damn. Again, it just like showed me how to function better mm-hmm. and be better. Yeah. So... 
Yeah. It helped me a lot um, and still be more regular about things that I wanted to be more regular about. True. Yeah, I agree with that. And then I think it was really good that we went and turned over to the other book, but we also have... In between, we had uh, the Brahms and Schumann Which I think got a lot of attention. And y'all, you know? Y'all showed us some serious love on that. Mm -hmm. We put so much work into that episode, too. That was our first episode where we We did some heavy research. Heavy research, and then some audio issue happened on my end where we had to re record it. But we did it, you know? Yeah. And it worked. It was. Okay, I had like this weird idea. (laughs) And maybe it's just because I was like out of it a little bit, but. I was like, maybe I should make a musical about Clara Schumann and her love. Can you? (laughs) Well, I was, it was weird because I was like thinking about it one night when I was like playing a game and I was like, I should, I should write a musical, (laughs) but I'm not good at it and I'm not good at it at all. So then we need to commission someone to do it. Make a musical about Clara Schumann and her love triangle between Robert and We could have that as one of our goals on Patreon. Oh my god! If you guys want us to make a musical. (laughs) Which we do need to put some goals up on Patreon. We need to put some goals up, yeah. That was like a real research-heavy episode, and it's one of our more popular episodes to date, which Mm -hmm. is insane. Yeah. Then after that, we had the black classical musician episode with Nayara, Tim, and Matt. Yeah, which I thought was really good that we had all three of them on and just talking about stuff that we don't experience personally. No, we're white. We're very white. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's just good to have conversations like this more often than not. So Mm -hmm. I really like that episode. Me too. If y'all want a perspective that's maybe not our perspective, check it out. And go follow... um, them on mm, mm, conversations i was like mm. Mm, i said mm. conversations three m's three m's in mm, conversations all three of them are on there and they we love their podcast yeah their podcast kills yeah and we're on it too yeah we are <laughs> um and then that brings us to our last book which was do nothing which I thought was a really good turnover from Atomic Habits, for sure. Did not expect that Mm-mm. at all. And we I... mastered that planning somehow. Oh, yeah. That was my favorite book so far. Do Nothing? Yeah. Really? I think it really helped me out personally, how I'm focused when I'm working, how I can focus a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm telling you, not looking at my clock is so freaking helpful. <laughs> I've started doing that. It is so helpful. So helpful. And I've been more aware of how, like, literally how much work I get done in a day and how much free time I do have if I just spend X amount of hours just focused. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, I have free time and I don't have to stress about this. I really enjoy that now I kind of look at things. I'm like, how can I do better faster? True. Yeah. And more effectively without stressing myself out more. Mm-hmm. Um, I've taken that approach to editing and I've significantly shortened the times that I can, that it actually takes for me to edit once I sit down and start it. It's the same with me and social media. Like, what can I do without distractions? Like, mm-hmm. what can I get done? And getting a lot done in a small amount of time and that, that way I don't have to stress about it later down the road. And I place more value on my free time too. And not feeling... I'm still struggling with, like, the need to work and be productive every second of the day. 
True. But I feel like as freelancers, that's an individual battle that we're going to face. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm still going to be doing some kind of work no matter what. Like, I mean, when I was doing work the other day on Wednesday, like I sat at a coffee shop and I actually concentrated. I was able to do some social media stuff on here on my phone Mm -hmm. and also get some other work done that I wanted to get done Mm -hmm. or write down notes for The Hobbit because that's what we're reading next. Um, But yeah. I think I liked a lot of what resulted from Do Nothing and the conversations about Do Nothing more than the book itself. The book was a little too dense for what I was mentally signing up for. Mm -hmm. I think it was a great pair for Atomic Habits and that's what ranks it higher for me. Mm -hmm. I love what I got out of the book. Same. If I were to pick a favorite book that we read for the podcast this year, I would say Atomic Habits, personally. Ah. Well, I believe that. Mm -hmm. And that makes sense, I think. Yeah, and Do Nothing is... (laughs) (laughs) But I think those were both good choices. Mm -hmm. And definitely pairing them together. Not intentional at first. Yeah. But hey... It worked out. That was luck right there. Mm -hmm. We got lucky with that one. (laughs) Yeah. And we've gone from not being podcasters to adding... To being part-time, if not full-time, podcasters. And yeah, and reading more. Like, I think I've more. been reading more often this past year mm-hmm. than I have the last, like, decade. Yeah, Maybe you, even you more. and I talk super frequently now. Yeah. And I feel like it's even better now that we have managed our roles as, you know, I'm the editor and you're the social media person. Yeah, like, we're working out, like what our roles are, how to work, not just as friends, but as like business partners, business partners. I was about to say coworkers. I mean, kind of. (laughs) I think it's just been so interesting, just like trying this out and seeing how it blossomed. Yeah. It's different than I thought it was going to be because I thought we were just going to do this for a little bit and then it kind of fizzle out. Yeah. And it didn't. But that was like the self-conscious part. On, on yeah. My end. I like, mean, ugh. I didn't know if it would keep being a thing, but we both stuck to it. And now it's just, it's what we, it's part of what we do. Exactly. Which is insane. And it's fun. Like I have a fun time doing it. And it's something that, again, I'm not teaching. I'm not performing and I feel like I'm not using my instrument which is kind of nice Mm -hmm. because I love I don't get me wrong I love the flute right you got to get a break from that thing yeah you know we can still have a musician focused podcast but I also like that we incorporate other things and and other things because we're not I mean as much as we talk about being musicians like we're more than just that Mm -hmm. and I think everybody is more than just being a musician I think being in school kind of like instills that you're just a musician yeah yeah exactly and there's so much more that you can do aside from that and mm-hmm. yeah like we're readers we're podcasters yeah so and musician and a lot of other things it's been fantastic yeah i'm looking forward to see what the next year brings us we have so many exciting books coming up um this year calendar year yeah, so the next book that we'll be reading um, is The Hobbit. We'll be reading that from April 20th all the way to May 18th. 420 blaze it. <laughs> I mean, we're, I'm, I'm going to make a lot of 420 jokes on this one for those first three chapters <laughs> at least. But yeah, we'll be reading The Hobbit because I've never read this book before. And I've had this book for a very long time. 
probably about as long as our friendship. A little bit shorter than that. <laughs> but yeah, no, I've never read this book. I tried to read it after reading Harry Potter. Again, not a good idea if you're trying to read something right after that. But yeah, Brittany gave me this book and I have it. And I'm so happy to be reading it. The next book that we'll be reading is the opposite of butterfly hunting the tragedy and the glory of growing up which is a memoir by ivana lynch who played a luna lovegood yes she played luna lovegood in the harry potter series if you are familiar with movies i'm excited to read this actually yeah matt was actually the one who suggested that Mm -hmm. to us it's like her struggles of growing up as a woman as an actress i think she struggled with eating disorders Probably, yeah. I, um, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I'm excited to read it, and mm-hmm. it has a lot of good readings on Goodreads. Ooh, I'm excited. It's like a four-point something. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. The next book that we'll be reading is The Practice, uh, Shipping Creative Work by Seth Godin? 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 I'm going to oh, say Godin. Oh, God, are we going to be tripping over another last I'm name? I'm going to say Seth Godin because there's t- one D, not two. <laughs> but we'll be reading that. I'm kind of curious to see what that book's all about. In September and October, we are revisiting the Twilight series with New Moon. Of course. Which should be We have to. Exciting. <laughs> we she have says to. semi-convinced. <laughs> um, it's because I'm Team Jacob, so Taylor Lautner. I don't know, man. That win. imprinting wigs me out. It's more about me loving Taylor Lautner I mean, when he's I was hot. Like, yeah. a teenager. And he's married now. Like, good for Isn't him. Isn't he married to a Taylor? No. Is he? I don't know. I think he is. That would be hilarious. Oh, my God. I don't know. He still looks the same, but he just looks older, and age has done him fine. So good for you, Taylor Lautner. Good for you, Taylor Lautner. I did see him in a film lately. I don't remember what film it was. It really wasn't that good. He has a pretty face. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Just mute it. Look at him. (laughs) It's like Hayden Christensen when Revenge of the Sith came out. Again, maybe At least you're a looker. <laughs> maybe maybe it'll be different with the Kenobi series coming out in May, which mm-hmm. I am thrilled to watch. But back in Revenge of the Sith days, just a nice face to look at. Anyway, the next book we'll be reading is Everything Is Fucked, a book about hope by Mark Manson. Excited to read Charles this Manson. book. Charles Manson. <laughs> I like how we're just bringing back all of our jokes. Oh my god, <laughs> it's coming back to me. <laughs> But I'm excited to read this book because I've heard this book is actually pretty good, too. Yeah. And that will be our last book for the year of 2022. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Which is another thing that's changed. We are organized. We are organized, you guys. We have planned this out because when we first did this, we We, had no clue what we were doing. (laughs) Nope. We planned nothing out. I don't think we even really talked about what episode or what chapters we were covering covering in each episode. No, and I think... I think we were just kind of like, whatever gets us around an hour. Yeah, right? (laughs) So, I mean, I'm glad that we have finally, like, figured out a groove. Yeah, we hit our stride a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. If you have enjoyed what we have done on the podcast in the last year, and you've been following us since ye old beginning days in April 2021, please consider contributing to us on patreon.com slash fiddle and pipe. <laughs> For $2 a month, you will get access to our bloopers and outtakes from every episode, which I have been posting religiously every Wednesday. Oh, yeah. And we'll give you a shout out as well because we want to, you know, 
appreciate your love towards us. So mm-hmm. thank you so much. And we have a lot of bloopers and outtakes. We do. We do. We do. Probably going to have a lot from this episode. If you want to contribute more for $5 a month, you will get access to our bloopers and sp- uh, bloopers and spoilers, <laughs> bloopers and outtakes, as well as our happy hour podcast, which we post roughly bi-monthly, probably at this point, more monthly. More monthly, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes more more than others, but that's a good time. We normally just grab a drink and shoot the shit. And it's honestly a fun time, so... Sometimes we play. Sometimes we play games. Uh, sometimes I think we had a Ukraine episode. We did, yeah. We talked about like the incident happening over in Ukraine. It's still happening, but if you love us but you can't contribute, then you can definitely go on Apple Podcast and, and Spotify. And Spotify, and Spotify needs to do better. Like we we need some reviews, okay, Spotify. So mm-hmm. just do that. But you can mm-hmm. rate us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you're on Apple Podcasts, definitely give us a review. We would love to know what you guys think about the podcast. Um, your feedback matters because you guys are the ones that are kind of helping us keep running. Yeah. So we would highly appreciate um, what you guys think. Ratings and reviews also help put us up in their algorithm. Yeah. It makes us more visible to people who might not see our podcast otherwise. Yeah. And some of the podcasts that I listen to, I definitely like, I give them a rating and a review. Mm-hmm. And I just do that because I enjoy listening to those podcasts and I want to support them in some kind of way. So yeah, we do it and we ask you if you guys can do it. So it'd be great. Yeah. And if you want to see more content from us, you can always follow us on Instagram. You can follow myself at BM Ross Music. And I am at Catflinch Flute. If you can also follow us on Fiddle and Pipe, um, our Instagram page, or go on our Facebook to Fiddle and Pipe Forum if you're a more Facebook person. Last but not least, we want to give a shout out to Rainer Slay. Hey, Rainer. Yeah. If you guys have not listened to Concrete Supergun, you should totally do that. <sighs> Their song's so good. <laughs> and they're releasing new songs like every each month, right? Like yeah. one song a month? I think it was one song a month for the next six months. And it's April, so there's a new song out, most likely. So check it. Coming soon, possibly, yeah. I I think so. I think so. Rainer? Rainer, where are you? Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he says, you guys rock. Keep it up. Thank you, Rainer. We appreciate it. And we can't wait to have you on again. Yes. <laughs> for The Hobbit, yes? Yes. 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 This has been a fantastic look back. It has been. It's been I... really nice. Thank you all, listeners. Uh, Y'all are the reason... (laughs) You're all the reason that we're doing... Y'all are the reason that we are doing this. Okay, I swear to God, if I have to do this, a take four. (laughs) Take four. Take four. (laughs) Yeah, that's all I got. Uh, Next (laughs) week, we are starting The Hobbit. Yeah, I'm excited because... Yeah. I feel like a little kid. This has been a long time coming. I know. I've never read The Lord of the Rings. I watched The Lord of the Rings, so I have an understanding of like what The Hobbit's about, but I really don't know a good middle chunk of it. It's so different to read it. I heard it's a lot easier to read compared to Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings is like a, a harder read, for <sighs> sure. No, can't do it. I think I'm going yeah, to the Hobbit. The Lord of the Rings is like high fantasy. The Hobbit's like young adult fantasy yeah like kids read it yeah so, but i never read it i have no idea why i know he's like i'm sorry i haven't screamed into your I microphone know. at all You're let me scre- let me sing you the songs of my people <laughs> and on that note we'll see y'all next week toodles bye 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 bye